Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's almost like every year, new people find out about the show and it gets a, a new buzz. It's never, there's people that have never seen it, but now it all of a sudden has all these new millions of followers now. Hello, I'm Dave. And I'm Kobe. And this is The Wire Stripped. It's the podcast where we chat about every episode of The Wire and we chat to the people that made The Wire. And we hear from some experts and of course, our lovely listeners. Yeah, if you want to be part of the conversation with this podcast, uh, head to us at The Wire Strips on Twitter and Instagram. Um, and also any emails are much appreciated. Uh, send us an email to burner at thewirestrips.com. Tune in later on to find out how you can send a burner message and possibly hear your voice on this show. But anyway, on with the show. Here is a chat that me and Colby had about season four, episode nine. It's called Know Your Place. When you walk through the garden... You gotta watch your back Well, I beg your pardon Walk the straight and narrow track When you walk with Jesus He's gonna save your soul Just gotta keep the devil Way down in the hole he got the fire and the fury. Dave, how the devil are you? I'm very well. How the, is your devil? Are you, is your devil my dev- okay? My devil's awesome. Um, <laughs> it's a bit cold though because we're, sta- we're, we're sat outside waiting for Omar to come out of the prison. It's, uh, it's, it's cold. There's yeah. snow on the ground. Bunk's over there waiting for him. Bunk's oh. waiting to intercept him. Hold on, is Bunk, is Bunk picking him up? We're supposed to be picking him up. <laughs> oh, no. Classic mix-up. Uh, <laughs> oh. Bunkwood. Bunk. They've double booked us. They have. Back oh, well. to the office. Well, we'll just hang out and talk about the why, then talk about this episode. This is a good episode. It is. Okay. They're, all, they're all good episodes. Well, yeah, I know. I, I feel like you yeah, say that at the top of every episode. You're right. And it's so redundant. Tom probably cuts that bit out. Um. So, yeah, let's start here, right? Uh, in, the, um, in the prison. Omar's just been... Release from Harford County, mm. um, and uh, Bunk picks him up and um, makes it makes him swear a blood oath. Sorts. <laughs> <laughs> well, an, an anti-blood oath. It's like yeah. no more bodies. <laughs> yeah, very good. <laughs> <coughs> but I love it because he's Bunk lets him out. Omar says, "Look, I didn't kill, I didn't kill that that delivery lady." And but Bunk's like, "Yeah, but you've killed others. I know you've killed others. I don't know who, but if I really do again, you'll be able, I'll be able yeah. to say." 
I'll be able to find out that you've killed other people. Bunk just goes mental, just like no more bodies. And that's this. I'm obviously Bunk's delivery and Omar's delivery and and Omar's delivery is just uh, chef's kiss. Uh, they, they, I mean, they 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 obviously realised what a good thing they had in these two actors. Yeah. Uh, in in Wendell and Michael working together from back from that bench scene. Yeah. Right last season. So absolutely here for every minute we get with them. <laughs> yeah. Um. But uh, Omar's word is his bond. Yeah. So. And and you and you believe him. You Absolutely. Never, you don't doubt Omar for a second. I think only if it became a one-on-one duel, it's he dies or the other person dies. Then that's when that's when. But he's not going to he's not going to seek out someone. Yeah, exactly. Even then, I wonder. <laughs> I wonder <laughs> would Omar put his own would put the code ahead of his own life. Oh, I don't know. I doubt it. I doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> he's not stupid. Um, but yeah, it means that he's he's doing his wily thing. He's doing the the uh, detecting thing, and um, but you're not sure what just yet. Just checking out checking out Marlowe's area, isn't he? Well, he's yeah. He's on. He's got the scent, doesn't mm. he? Right. So yeah, he's up in the. He's 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 uh, scoping out Marlowe with Ronaldo. Yeah. Um, and this, I think, this is the moment uh, where he realizes um, it dawns on him who he has robbed in the card game. Yeah. Right. And I think this is when he'll start to plot some pieces to connect some jigsaw pieces. Right. We've got we, uh, there's a, a reunion of sorts yes. here. An old friend. Poots. Yeah, Poots back. Welcome back. Uh, yeah, great to see him. It is. Yeah. Always, always. Uh, well, Poots back, and he's back with his boy Bodie, and that's. That's beautiful. I know it's so. It is like I had this moment even as well. Even though they both killed Wallace. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was about to say. I had this moment where I was like, "Oh my god, my boys!" Oh yeah. You do forget. You do just forget, though, don't you? You, do. you have to remind yourself about poor Wallace. <laughs> what they did. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. It's all right though. It's like you could, it worked out quite okay for Michael Jordan. I mean, I was yeah. I was ready f- to forgive String for killing D'Angelo. You know. Because he's such a good character, um, but at the same time, it's like, dude, you got de-killed. It's yeah. weird. It's weird kind of dichotomy. I know, <laughs> but it's good to see Poot back. You know what? Everything that they pretty much wrote, I just studied. You're listening to Trey Cheney, who played Poot. I studied who Poot was, but I also used other people that I may have known that could have been like Poot, whether that was. When I was growing up in, you know, Fullsville World in Washington, D.C., whether I've seen dudes out on the street that reminded me of this character or whoever I went to school with back in the day that reminded me of this character or just in general, you know, it's a it's a hood, it's a ghetto everywhere around the world. And I don't care if you're from the suburbs, I don't care where you're from, you always want to run into it on different levels. So I always looked at Putin's character as just this, you know, he he was one of the he was one of the guys. You know, of course he was he was crazy about the women, always getting burnt and stuff like that, right? But he was almost like a follower, you know. And we got a lot of followers out here, man. We got a lot of people that'd rather work for the boss and and just be strong hey, right along. Look, see, this is what's wrong with the justice system right here. Things get locked up and they don't stay that way. Damn, make it hard to take this shit serious. Mm. <laughs> what, you snitching and something? Shit, nah, man. You know, they only gave me like four, right? You know what I'm saying? I done 15 months. So with good time, I'm like, man, what the fuck? Shit. Yeah, man. So, yeah, man, it, it ain't like it was, but it'll do. 
So who we slinging for? Marlo Stanfield. Come, come Yo, man. Yeah, I was getting this nice package from Slim Charles, but Marlo got the muscle to hold this down. So that's where we at. Shit, one ball, same as the next, man. Hark uh, <laughs> storms in not long after, <laughs> looking for uh, looking for a little Kev. Herc um, is Herc is up there and Dominic, we love you. Thank you for coming on our show. But and you know this, but Herc is a bit of a jackass. In this. <laughs> such a <laughs> such a jackass. In, for, in this season in particular, I mm. think, um, because as we find out later in this episode, he starts to get up in Bubbles' grill as yeah, well. Right. And if as soon as you mess with Bubbles. You are in trouble in my book. You lose people. It's like it's like, don't kick the cat. If, yeah. If you don't kick the cat, don't mess with bubbles. And <laughs> yeah. That's, it's, two, it's like that. Two fundamental laws. Exactly. In screenwriting. <laughs> <laughs> so, Herc, but it also the, the other thing we we learn here is, in this episode, we we get that another good example of the contrast between how Herc polices and how Carve polices. Yeah. Right. And and another good indication of Carve's progression as a as a as a professional and as a human being um whereas herc is very much still the herc you know there's no character arc for herc in, no, in the five seasons just there yet. <laughs> ever since he saw the blowjob <laughs> yeah it's just it's just the same he, but but sadly career progression nonetheless yes, right so true. no character progression career progression this is true as we have learned happens because of leverage um but yeah herc um herc and dozerman like I, I, I want to say, just like steamroll onto the corner, yeah, start steamroll's a good word, busting heads and looking for little Kev. So I mean, but it is funny they round up everyone who is under five foot six <laughs> and tiny, right? So it's just <laughs> much. I mean, I really enjoyed like um, Bodie and and Kevin Poot's amusement, uh, just how inept <laughs> they are. I, I think I love this. Um... And it's just like as as little Kevin and the guys walk away. If they just, if they just flipped it a little bit, if they just flipped it and thought, hmm, let's be ironic today. I mean, that's not that's not that's not Kevin. It's not but it's not Herc and Calicho's like in their wheelhouse, is it? To be to be um, what clever clever. I mean, if you I mean if you think for one second, like ninety. Oh, is it Calicho or Dozerman? Sorry, uh, it's Dozerman. Dozerman. Yeah, but the uh, ni- like if they had thought for one second, like nineteen percent of all nicknames are ironic. Yeah, right. They're not. <laughs> they're not. Li- they don't Especially tend to be street. literal. Yeah, exactly. There's a few very little people and one massive person. Let's take you as well, just in case. It's like a, <laughs> a little flip. Um, but uh, let's stay. Let's stay with um, with Hark and uh, and Bubbles though. So so um. Uh, Bubbles, we see Bubbles talking to Kima because Bubbles is in trouble, mm-hmm. right? Bubbles needs needs help from his uh, this guy who is like beating him senseless. And I really feel for Bubbles. Absolutely, it's just, just like being bullied at who school. This, like, who, who do this, you turn to? Who's this tool that's just giving him shit? Yeah, and he's but he's got no one to to turn to, right? No. He's got no, no, so he turns to an authority figure in the police, right? And he's got a, a contact there. <laughs> In, in uh, Kima, <laughs> and she passes him off to Herc. So, I mean, like, he... Again, this is an example of the institution that is supposed to be there to protect you or serve a purpose failing. Mm. Right? And we see that in throughout this episode with um, Prez learning that the schools are introducing... Uh, a, a system to teach the kids that well, it's not teaching the kids; it's just teaching them to pass a test. Yeah, right. But but so it serves the system. Duking the stats. Duking stats. Yeah, and it's a yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a callback to the 
to the um, uh, the Dugan stats and and rolls and all mm-hmm. that stuff, and it's also Herc um, helping Bubbles nominally, but he's helping himself and he's helping the system. Right, he's he, he's using Bubbles. Herc yeah. is there always to help himself. There's no there's no it's not it's not trying to hide anything. If it can help Bubbles out at the same time, sure. Yeah. But he's there to help himself, and this is it's great because we get the hat trick back again. Yeah, from season one, which is which is fantastic. And then when they realise, it's like, oh, that's little Kevin. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's- at the same but at the same time, it's just like and they get they, they find out who little Kevin is, take him to the interrogation room. Before this, Bubbles has said, look, this guy is on me every single time. I'm just trying to keep it straight, keep it keep on a straight and narrow. And Perk's like, yeah, just give me a call. I'll I'll sort you out. And you, at that time, you kind of think, oh. Nice. Cheers, Herc. Yeah, because if there's one thing Herc is good at, mm. it's being intimidating and busting people's heads, yes. right? Or, totally. or like, like, he could actually be useful here. <laughs> this is the one time he could serve a purpose. Um, but he does not answer no. the call, right? And the and who are you going to call? It's never Herc is the, is the answer. And, and and when that in that moment, we all feel, felt that watching Herc look at his naughty cell phone <laughs> and put it back in his pocket and you just want to punch him don't you I just thought you let Bubbles down man it was another scene with Bubbles where we're in the shack this is the man that brought Herc to life this is Dominic Lombardozzi we're in his shack and he gives me the card and then he winds up getting um, something winds up happening to him after. you know yeah I guess he didn't want to really be along with Herc Bodie's uh, boy huh what did I tell you? Bubs gets it the first time. Yeah. Always came with some sort of consequences. Y'all meet up with me in the afternoon tomorrow. After school lets out, and I'll give uh, Kevin a new hat. A hat trick? Cool. You know, hurt, man. What's up? Uh, it's not about the money this time. He breaks me every day unless I, I give him something. I can't, I can't take it anymore, man. Once we're done with Kevin, you go find this asshole. Hit my cell phone. I'll be on him five minutes later. I promise. I just thought, look, go and talk bubbles. Little Kev, little Kev will stay. He's got his M&M. He's got he's got his M&Ms. He's going to be happy there for a while. <laughs> yeah. Just let him like fester. Let him brew for a bit. Go and help bubbles out. Yeah, because it would have helped the interrogation as yeah. well. Put him in a room for six hours. Well, why not? Yeah. Um, anyway, look. Another sign of their ineptitude was how poorly they handled. Well, he handled that, and you see Sidner just shaking his head like Sidner's not like, happy. Herc's got nothing on the, this guy. He does. He, he does a, a terrible um, interrogation, and he tips his hat to the fact that Randy is a is a quote unquote uh, informant. It's a snitch. Which we know is gonna you know is is another unfortunate connecting thread. <sighs> I'm stressed out talking about this. You lied to me out on the street. Why should I believe you now? You was there when Lex got killed. You were part of the fucking setup. We know, because we have a witness who puts you right in there. Yeah, we do. You know right where that body is. You were there with Snoop, Chris, whoever else. He was interviewing Kevin, and that's where her lets it slip that Randy is the uh, the, the, the witness. And I, I think that, you know, to the extent that this is representative, I will say this. 
This is Kristen Henning. She's the director of the Georgetown Juvenile Justice Initiative, and she's also the author of Rage of Innocence, How America Criminalizes Black Youth. What is significant across the board is a lack of appreciation for the vulnerability of children in the in the legal system, and particularly children as witnesses, um, failing to understand all that we now know about the adolescent brain and the features, the key features of adolescence, which include sort of impulsivity, um, peer influence, lack of experience, sort of an, um, a lack of appreciation of the long-term consequences of their choices. So, and I think police officers you know, when that series was running um, and and still today just aren't adequately trained in how to work with young people um, and, and a failure to appreciate just how toxic and how violent it would be for Randy, for for um, them to let it slip that Randy was that was that witness. And that to me is shocking, given how deeply embedded those police officers, Carver, Herc, all of them are in those communities, right? You know what the consequences are. So it leads you then to believe either that they're just ignorant, not paying attention, or that they don't care, um, or they care more about their agenda, right? Which is making these arrests, these low-level arrests, um, was more important to them than protecting um, the child and to protecting his innocence and his and his um, prospect for the future. Know how to make an interrogation work? Leverage. We don't have leverage? Motherfucker, you don't even got a body. Lex is nothing but a name in there. Well, just to stretch out a bit more, that scene where Bubbles get beats down, gets beaten down again is 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 quite nasty. Uh, well, it's quite nasty, but also I think Bubbles could have played it better as well. I think he's got a bit more wily than than he than, than he does do. Then he then he then he plays out in this scene because he sees the guy, calls for Herc, thinks Herc's coming, and instead of he waiting, starts for taunting Herc, him. Yeah, he starts taunting him yeah. straight away. Just wait until Herc's actually there before he start doing it. I guess I don't know. I know. And so I think he slightly I think he slightly let himself down there, but it's still ultimately all on Herc. He's the he's the he's the loser in this case. Yeah. Loser, maybe not loser. He's the bad guy in this case. Most hated character <laughs> in this episode. Say what? Don't play me. I got time for your shit. That's just all you're gonna get, it, right? Now you can kiss my ass. I'll fuck the trouble you give me. Alright. What you looking for, huh? It's not there. It's on me, alright? It's on you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I love it. You know, for the first thing. When I meet people, they're like, oh man, you was in a wire. And they're like, they question me first. They're like, oh, you wasn't on a wire. Boo hiss. This is Bubbles' tormentor, played brilliantly by the actor Armando Cadigan Jr. And I was like, yeah, I'm, I wasn't a wire, man. I'm, uh, I'm the guy who beat up Bubbles. And they'll have uh, like that three to five second, like thinking about it. And then they'd be like, oh my, I hated you. I hate it. <laughs> I hated you so much, and I and it and it's a bonding moment, right? It's a bonding moment because they was rooting for Bubbles, but then they wanted Bubbles to get his ass kicked because he was snitching, being an informant. He was playing a you know a, a he was double faced it. So um, it is always a great moment meeting fans 
and supporters of the show where uh, I could see the, the, the good and the bad of the character. And the same thing for me, I saw the good and the bad of the character. And it, it was, uh, yeah, it was refreshing. It was refreshing and it was fun to play. Right. As you all know, we do have a Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash the wire strip. But we now have another way you can help us out and the Ella Thompson Fund. Yeah. So if you guys are listening on Apple Podcasts, you can subscribe to us um, to get a lot of the same benefits as a Patreon account. But it makes it easier if you want to help contribute to the lovely people at Ella Thompson Fund, who, just to remind you, I'm sure we've said a few times this episode already, but they help support underprivileged kids in Baltimore in the way that Cutty did in The Wire. Uh, yeah, so you can get access to our episodes early. You can get access to our full uh, interviews uh, with the cast and crew, uh, including our extended interview with uh, David Simon. No adverts on there as well. And also, Basking in the Glory, they help you out a lot of lovely people in Baltimore and the kids there. It's simple. If you're on Apple Podcasts, scroll up the feed now, and there's a button for you to click on and it costs less than the price of a coffee every month to support lots of lovely people. Right, we went. We we mentioned the 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 the, the bad side of the police coin, the bad cop. Let's yep. quickly flick over to good cop. Uh, so um, we see Carver and uh, and Calicio's over here with him, and they catch Naaman's crew yep. in the act. Um, uh, the you know the. They take chase. There's no shaft music this time, uh, <laughs> but uh, they kind of managed to wait, get away. Uh, except uh, Keenard, but the eight-year-old, but Carver lets him off, right? So there's a sign of that he's, you know, good person here. Yeah. But also a sign of a good police work because he knows. Well, he says something to the to the tune of like, "What am I doing? I know where all these guys are, right?" So he goes, you know, he just goes over to them in the gym. And basically gives them a kind of a dad lecture yeah, slash bollocking, totally. right? Which they need. Totally. And yeah. Cody's there just like, yeah, man, tell him off. But he gave him a warning. This is the thing. He, like, he could have gone in there and pulled him in to juvie, but he doesn't. He He's given them a warning. Yeah. They got their, this is their first warning, right? I, and he's fair. So at, at this point, Carver's showing his Wiley and his good and he, and he knows where each one he knows where each one lives, but then it's Cutty that tells tells him the name and is Weebay's son. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. Did you not did you not know that? Interesting. Interesting. I don't know if that's I don't I don't know if that's telling much, but I thought it was quite interesting that he didn't know. Yeah. And you know, Cutty just lays it straight on the line of, of, of all the things we've seen of Naaman in this uh so far, just saying he's got his blood but doesn't have his heart. And Good line. It is a brilliant line. And Kennard, when he's on the when he's on the corner with with we with uh, Naaman, Kennard is like half his size. Yeah. And just yeah. absolutely twice kicks the fury. Yeah, twice exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly it, half the size, twice the fury. <laughs> he's brilliant. Kennard. It is, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So a bit of political red tape. Um here. Carquette is at his first meeting with uh, other important people who he yes. kind of agrees with and doesn't agree with them or realizes that he needs to they need to reach each other's palms in a way, don't they? Yeah, it's kind of him. It's him. He's haven't even started the job yet, really. No. He's just coming in to just like it's like it's like when you send a few emails with your new employer <laughs> before you've started. Just make yeah. sure everything's kind of ready for my arrival. And, exactly. Yeah. Can I forget my I forgot my MacBook ready yeah. for me. <laughs> Gonna need that that tech. <laughs> um, and he well, he meets one 
Well, he, he he kind of floats a few ideas around, like, let's put some casinos in. <laughs> They're like, no, that's a bad idea. Um, but he meets a, a notable character in um, the uh, city council president, um, Campbell. Yeah, Nerys Campbell. Nerys Campbell. And um, <coughs> uh, we kind of learn in a, in a sort of a one-on-one afterwards that Royce had been sort of lining her up. Um for sort of for for the mayor position, yep. she's not happy that um, both Carcetti and Gray were trying to skip the queue, right? Basically, I didn't realize it was that kind of you know roller coaster situation where you just kind of wait your turn. Yeah, you must be this high to be <laughs> to, just told to be mayor. <laughs> yeah, uh, but she gives him a bit of shit, which is interesting. He's, I think he's left a bit floundering in this, which is good. Mm. Which is good. I like seeing him. She's awesome. Yeah. Like seem kind of being knocked against the ropes a bit, and we'll see a bit more of her in in the time to come. But in this meeting, he kind of posits what he wants the police force to be, and mm. that's based off of seeing Daniels in action, which is you know it's a force to be reckoned with when Daniels in, is in full flow. So you can kind of see you what he's like. Him, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. he's seen Burrell being a jackass. You see, you see, Rawls kind of being less of a jackass. So he's like, oh, who's a who's a, who's a less of the two jackasses? <laughs> <laughs> Guys, the word of the, the word of today's episode is jackass. <laughs> yeah, it's really going around. Um, so Rawls is like, "Oh, I'll keep Rawls in, and uh, you know, start grooming, start grooming Daniels, which is great because we all love Daniels." Yeah. So Daniels has a promotion. Yep. Right. He's a CID colonel. Yes, I wrote that down. <laughs> uh, and 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 of course, the also the other well-deserving promotion goes to Stan Valchek, right? <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to talk about Ron the Perlman's <laughs> promotion. But Valchek does get promoted as well. Yeah, Valchek, sure. yeah. Just like a man, you know, we spoke earlier about Hark and Leverage and, you know, no character progression or change or substance. Was it, substance, was it uh, last season that Valchek, was, was it last season that Valchek, or was it earlier this season where Valchek just came up to, came up to Carquette and was like, hey, I got some news for you. And then... Uh... Oh, yeah, he's got, yeah, yeah. He knows exactly what he's doing. That man is playing politics. Yeah. He's he's uh, uh you got to admire it on one level. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. But on another level, fuck <laughs> Valchek. Um, but yeah, no, yeah. R- Ronda is well deserving of the position. Absolutely, we are, yeah, yeah. We are happy for Ronda. I love that. There's a scene where they're just they're talking in the kitchen, and they're both like, "We, when we did everything right, we were like twentieth in line for promotion. But when we kind of talk back to our our, to our supervisors a bit, that's where we get the promotion." Yeah. Was, and they just both gave each other love and lovely warm loving hug and Rondo was like can I be there when you get your promotion and he's like yeah I'd be proud Why? obviously Daniel speaks a lot deeper than this <laughs> yeah I'd be proud <laughs> doesn't speak like that <laughs> yeah please come to my promotion everybody <laughs> um, yeah I, that's, a, that's a lovely scene mm. you don't get a lot of um, really hopeful no scene. That, that's, a, that's a scene of pure hope and optimism isn't it not just for them but for us as the viewers because we think okay now we can start to see the good people yeah. being put into place the chess pieces and the good Car- chess pieces and, and Carcetti beginning to affect positive change mm. in the institution yeah, so yeah absolutely. of course it's going to last forever <laughs> <laughs> well we'll see guys we'll see <laughs> and that was how the wire ended <laughs> um, but one thing to say is um it's good to see the actual promotion and Carver, uh, you know, Carver and Greggs being there to. Is anyone else there? And Sidner as well. Carver, Greggs, and Sidner were there to see to see Daniels get his uh, his new badge. Yeah, that was quite nice. It is nice. Ah. Yeah.
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hello, this is Dan from New Jersey. What's up to the homies at The Wire Stripped and all my fellow wireheads across the globe? Last episode on the pod, you mentioned that uh, the, the concrete courtyard where Marlo does his business looks like a skate park. And a fun fact is that that concrete part has actually been skated by skateboarders in Baltimore, um, among the many other concrete um, playgrounds or concrete courts that dot the city and its back alleyways. Um, the one that Marlo does his business in has been uh, um, featured in magazines and videos alongside, uh, alongside uh, some of the other courts. And I uh, just want to share that with you guys. Peace. All right. Thank you so much for that burner message. As I said earlier, if you want to give your own burner message, then send us a 30-second WhatsApp voice memo. It's free to do at this number. Prez, take it away. Plus four, four, seven, five, three, four, eight, three, one, six, five, eight. Our number. And in case you didn't catch that, that number is plus four, four, seven, five, three, four, eight, three, one, six, five, eight. Or you can send the voice app uh, to our email, which is burn at thewirestrips.com. And if you want to get even more involved and get some stuff, then you go to our Patreon. <laughs> get some stuff over at our page. Uh, Patreon.com forward slash thewirestrips. Uh, that's where you'll get access to our episodes in advance. You'll get to hear uh, the interviews that you hear on this show, but in full. And you get to hear some interview segments that uh, you do not hear at all, like our extended interview with David Simon. Yeah, how's that for stuff? Yeah, if you want the stuff. That's good stuff. <laughs> That's some great stuff. And of course, 100% of all of it goes to the Ella Thompson Fund, the brilliant um, Baltimore-based charity that helps underprivileged kids there. I would love it if they called the drug stuff instead of like pandemic uh, or WMDs. Get your stuff. <laughs> we got the best. We got the best stuff in. <laughs> We're talking about people who kind of you like them in spite of the nonsense that they've done. But if you think, I still think back to like season oh, yeah. one prez, season one first half of the season prez. He blinded a kid. Yeah. But this now you're like he's he's giving hope to the kids. Yeah, I know. Yeah, does it make it okay? I don't know. No. I guess. but it's pr- it's progression. Mm, it is again. It is. it is. It's again none of that from Herc. <laughs> <laughs> Prez is changing as a person and growing. Yes. Yeah. Um, I guess that's okay. I mean, so much so it's changing, and he realizes that these kids might be a bit wily, and he sees Randy's a bit wily, and Randy's like, "Well, first of all, Dookie." shows Randy the internet and doesn't show him porn. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Typical teenage uh, internet experience. Yeah. Look, you could buy candy online. Um, what else could I buy? I love this. I love this, like, the Randy's commerce brain. Brilliant. Just nonstop. Like, he's, he's on the verge of, like, an e-commerce 
uh, Meg Stalin business, right? Yeah. Was was Amazon around at this time? Uh, I don't know. This is post the um, the first um, <laughs> internet bubble burst. It was, yeah. Remember that when that happened? Yeah, I think it's just post that. I think everyone was still a bit still a bit burned. Yeah. By um, the internet and selling, but you could buy candy online. But you could buy candy online, and yeah, Randy sees the potential, which is great. But needs the cash. Yes. So he puts his newfound uh, dice skills mm. to the test. I love it, and and it, and it works. Just apply, apply the probabilities, and you get you get a win. Yeah. But it kind of makes me think. I mean, really, will that work each time? <laughs> That's how it works. Well, okay, you have a few maths lessons. Yeah, and then you're a gambling genius. <laughs> yeah, and then you walk into any <laughs> casino in the world, <laughs> and you walk out a rich person. Okay, all right. Prez, no questions asked. Prez, if you're available to give lessons in probability of blackjack for me, then I'll I'll happily take them. I'll pay you a princely sum um, because you're likely to make me a millionaire just from, yeah. that, just from your time. Small, small earnings. I think it's just funny to see how mischievous, or not, it shows you all our brains work the same way, but we all find different ways of getting what we want. You're listening to Maestro Harrell, who played Randy Wagstaff. You see what I mean? So for Randy, he was like, look, I know that I'm not supposed to be doing this, but what's, look, I, I'm not really hurting nobody in the long run. So like he got his shirts, he got his, because you also know a guy like, he, even remember when he's trying to get the candy and then he goes, like, wait, wait, they shouldn't live for this. I'm, man, this, the Koreans be charging me two times that. It's like, yeah, but you gotta, you gotta have a credit card. Press Belinsky, you know what I mean? Like, it, it's cool to see how that, because there's always, like in every circle, you got that biz, you got that businessman who just sees every angle. You ain't gonna bank us, is you? Shit, boy. You think I'm that ungrateful? I followed you through 10 shooters and made more money than I have in a month. <laughs> nah, I ain't gonna rob you. I just need to know next time you fade a dice game. Phil? I mean, it's all about the math, you know, the probabilities and all. I ain't never seen you in a game before. Where you learn your game? Edward Tillman Metal? Shit. Speaking of challenges, though, mm. Bunny gives the class quite an interesting task, right? A team exercise. It is. Yeah, this stressed me out, though. They had to build, <laughs> they had to build, uh, well, they had to construct, like, what, the Eiffel Tower, wasn't it? Or a various uh, different... Yeah, so one was uh, the Eiffel Tower. I can't remember what the other ones were. Um, out of what kind of looks like what I'd call Meccano. It's yeah. like the metal strips with... with no instructions. You have right? no instructions. Yeah. yeah. This <laughs> really stressed me out watching this. <laughs> did you ever do, like, after uni, did you, did you ever do, like, an assessment centre to join a company? Uh, no. So it's like when you, they get you, you and a... You to build an Eiffel Tower to join, to get your job. Well, one... I went to a few of these assessment centres uh, for companies like Unilever and stuff like that. And sometimes, well, quite, quite a common thing was they'd give you, like, a bunch of bricks, like, typically Lego, and you'd have to build that, but you wouldn't there'd be some kind of trick around it about how you'd build it and you have to work as a team to build it together. And that's what that reminds me of is, is this scene. As in one of the bricks is poison. <laughs> <laughs> one of the bricks is rigged to explode. Don't touch the poison, <laughs> poisonous explosive brick. Because if the poison won't get you, the, the C4 will. <laughs> Those who survive get a job. <laughs> but I survived. I didn't get the job. Maybe they just hated me. But yeah, it kind of reminded me of that kind of thing. Um, but I, I, it seems stressful. The kids were angry. Um, I guess that's kind of the intent, right? They well, they want to push them to figure out how to learn to work together. Yeah, I mean, exactly. That was Bunny's intent, right? Yeah, exactly. 
Um, and then the reward is a juicy steak <laughs> <laughs> at a fancy restaurant. Which yeah. actually, not a bad price. It's not a bad price at all. With your teacher, which is the bad price. Uh, you gotta go. You gotta go for dinner with your teacher. But your teacher's Buddy Colvin. So yeah. I mean, oh. yes, it's all roller coaster it of is. emotions. <laughs> Sir, that's it, sir. Right? No. The waitress will be here soon to detail the specials of the day. Enjoy. Thank you. Waitress? Who was that? That's the uh, hostess. Hey, you ain't got to worry, Mrs. C. I ain't going to run up your bill. I'll just get whatever's on special. It ain't no Kmart blue light special, dumbass. Special just mean they cook something different. Well, what about you? Drinking without a straw, ghetto and shit. You don't drink water with a straw. And put that on your lap, fool. You see anybody else up in here looking all Fred Flintstone and shit? <laughs> oh, shut it down. Other people will be looking at us. This scene reminds me of back in season one with D'Angelo's going out with his baby mama. Yeah. To that posh, to that posh restaurant. And they feel out of place. So it's nice, it's interesting to see that play out again. But these kids, are, they seem like really out of sorts. At least then D'Angelo. They both knew what they were doing there, but they just, apart from not knowing where the dessert came from. Well, and b- both, it's a great callback, the, but both scenes kind of end in, in frustration and mm. anger, right? Yeah. I mean, D'Angelo got really, like, he had, he had a bug to bear or whatever. He was pissed off with the waiter. Um, and here it's the same thing. They start, they're getting... They, they, well, they internalize their anger a bit, yeah. right? And they come out dejected. I, was, I thought it was really sad. It was a sad, it was a sad scene. It showed the gap between you know the other side of the tracks. It's 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 bigger than a, than you think. That's not just a geographical distance. Yeah, that's where being a cop gave gave him his the most bunny the his most valuable tool, which was discipline. You are listening to the beating heart of The Wire. It's Robert Wisdom. Just trying to instill a sense of living beyond that day. And, you know, these were kids who in some ways couldn't conceive of living to the end of the week, you know, much less, you know, envisioning a future for themselves um, and their lives down the line. So... It was, you know, it, it was trying to give them, um, you know, footing, grounding that, you know, they were here for the long game. And um, and and these were the tools that you need to to acquire. Um, and he also saw the limits of of trying to to teach them too much too quick, you know, um, in the. Uh, when they go to the restaurant and um you know on the way there they were big and bad in their world and blah 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 when they got to that other world i mean it was just intense to and they were beautiful man they played that man i mean these are kids and they played that kind of 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 paralysis a social paralysis you know like clear as a bell, you know, and and I think that also kicked us into another kind of relationship, you know, as as young actors telling this story, they started to really see 
that they were telling a bigger story than than uh, you know showing off for their friends. So uh, yeah, it was very powerful. Very powerful. And the kids, the kids were season four. For me, that was the most innovative season of The Wire, season four. This is the one and only bunk, Wendell Pierce himself. Season four. No one had explored the nexus of where we lose our kids. No one had explored that before. A little trivia, it was the season I almost quit The Wire. We shot season four. Uh, It wasn't airing yet. I go to the rap party. This very impressive young lady comes up to me and says, Mr. Pierce, I never got to do anything with you, but I was on this season in the school, and uh, I just think you're a fantastic actor. And she was so uh, intelligent and graceful and, you know, and mature. And I said, who did you play? She said, well, I look younger than I am, but I was in the middle school. And I said, yeah, what character? And it was the character, I need to learn this, the character's name, I think is Zenobia who cuts the other girl's face. And she was wilding out. She was the most out of control girl. And you just didn't know where it was coming from. It just, she was just, out. you know, you, you lose the perspective, you know? You lose a little empathy with her and all. The young lady playing the role was going to Brown University on scholarship, was just, a, you know, she's probably a Rhodes Scholar and a doctor today. I mean, she was brilliant. Brilliant young African-American girl from Baltimore. And I said, why the fuck aren't we telling your story? We should be telling your story. We're part of the problem. And then I went back and I said, I told my agent, I said, I think uh, I, think I want to leave the show because this, we're part of the problem. We should be telling the actors, the story of the actors playing those ca- kids is so more impressive to me. Then the season came out, and the exploration of the pain of those characters, the pain of those kids, the worlds they're struggling to live and survive and develop in, and I realized that the violence, that the the negative uh, worlds that we were portraying were not arbitrary that it was, as it were, holding a mirror up to nature, that there was some self-examination. If you really want to solve a problem, you have to be able to look at it authentically. And then I realized how powerful the show was in that moment. Uh, And that's why I think the fourth season is so great. So I think one of the things I love about this season is how much time we get with Prop Joe. Yeah, I can never get too much time with Prop Joe. And the way he's dishing out advice to people, whether they whether they want it or not, um, you can tell Marlo doesn't really want it, but he's kind of like begrudgingly accepting this advice from this old timer until he kind of slips over the the envelope, the brown envelope, saying, "I know who's watching you, and they're really good, so don't be a dick." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that the major crimes unit that we know and love. Yeah, uh, that was so like influential that even prop joe knows about like the yeah. you know the, the 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 streets know these guys yeah it's like absolutely you are in trouble now marlo but they don't know it's the current <laughs> yeah they don't. jackasses <laughs> with marimo yeah. <laughs> not so much marimo yeah. dozerman and herc <laughs> <laughs> if only they knew i mean sydney's still there but he's like guys we're doing it we're doing it all wrong we're doing it all wrong 
but we get a sort of a this is the this episode brings Andre's story to a sad conclusion yeah. as well. I found this sort of quite also also like brutal and 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 clinical, isn't it? It is because I mean this, again, prop Joe's in here trying to give advice to old face Andre. Uh, I, old face, he knows he saw a per, he saw Chris Partler kill a person right in front of his face. So if he's on a run, get the fuck out, of the, go to a different country, go to a different city. Instead, he goes to Prop Joe. Who had, but I get, I guess he doesn't, he mustn't have had the resources or the, you know, the brain power. cash or the, yeah, perhaps the brain power to, to just get out. But certainly, yeah, it was a, it, it was a mistake that cost him his life. Mm. Um, and what I, what, what, what I thought was so, I thought, I thought to be, to you know, to be fair to Andre, in those final moments, he kind of accepts his his fate with a sort of calm resignation. Like he keeps mm-hmm. his, he keeps his dignity. Yeah, yeah. Which I don't think I I would do. I would <laughs> no, I fucking <laughs> run for a mile. Well, I'm just like well. I'm going, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm taking my chances. I see. Bye bye. What's the worst that's going to happen? They're going to kill you whilst you're running in They're, your back. Yeah, yeah. which. I think, yeah, I'd rather the adrenaline, die from the adrenaline <laughs> rush of running than just kneel down in, in, in front of in, in the vacancy. Chris and Snoop in the vacancy. It's just so awful. Mm. And then, and then, but, oh, God. And he asks for his, um, he asks for his um, loved ones to receive his body as well, right? It's just awful. Oh, God, stop, I can't. Yeah, I'd take him for a walk. I'd take him for a walk, and he says, um, Hey man, my family not gonna find me here, man. I say, man, you'll be okay. They'll take care of you. You're listening to Anwan Glover, who played Slim Charles. You know, and people still talk about that. Say, man, you, you it was menace on how you did it, but you did it so smooth. You just walked them in. Uh, Snoop was like, "Come on, man, I got you, man. I make sure you dressed up right." <laughs> the way the writing was, it was magnificent, man. Just to, and they made it like they made it so smooth. You know, like, come on, this this time. You know it's time to go. You know you gotta go, but you I have to go, but I do I have to go in the vacant. Don't don't leave me in the vacant. Let my people be able to give me a proper burial, is basically what he's saying. We get Michael coming to uh, to uh, Marlowe's crew. Um yeah. the story there with Michael and and his brother Bug with uh father, stepfather becomes a bit more untenable. And Michael's like, I know some people can help. Unfortunately, well, this is and this this is another example of institutions, which is kind of the theme in this episode. Is like the institutions not um, not on, not not only working against the people they're supposed to serve, but just not being trusted by the people they serve. Because Michael first before he goes to Marlow kind of chats to Randy and Dookie about social services. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. And he's kind of, they they put, they they tell him not to, right? Which, because him and Bug will be split up. Yeah. Which is likely a fact. It's true. Right, Definitely. that's quite a common experience. The, uh, so he is, you know, so the, uh, he feels like he has no other choice, right? Which is sad. And Marlowe as, is an institution which is reliable in, in this regard. Right, mm-hmm. like Michael knows this will happen, and he'll get the it'll get the job done, and that's why Marlo has such a grip on this community. Yeah, because he's effective. Um, 
And overseeing that conversation is is Omar. Right, and we're back to the beginning. We're back to the beginning. Cyclical. The Michael character was always a really interesting one just because he had to be the parent. This is Jennifer Wood. She's the editor of Mental Floss and of the book The Curious Viewer. And, you know, where he, whereas he starts out wanting nothing to do with, you know, any of this, he becomes that, like, the cold-blooded killer, you know? He just, like, he just blocks those feelings out so that he can, you know, really take care of his brother. Um, and it's, so it really kind of is about family and like taking care of you know the people you need to take care of whether that's just yourself um you know or 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 someone else right that's it from us this week next week we're going to be back in your (laughs) ears talking about season four episode 10 misgivings and before we go properly just want to say a few thank yous to all the people that help make this podcast happen of course including you guys as the listeners but First of all, Sam and Martin for the Song by Song podcast for their version of Way Down in the Hole, which you can hear right now. And if you like our lovely artwork, it was done by Michael Balistreri. You can find him on Instagram at Black Snow Comics. Yeah, Tom Wally, our executive producer and editor and fact checker. Of course, we couldn't do anything without you. And the man that brings you all these lovely clips that you hear week in, uh, week out, uh, that's Obi Joshua, our producer. Thanks, Obi. If you guys want to transcribe some content, then head over to sonics.ai. That's sonics, S-O-N-I-X.ai forward slash invite forward slash stripped. And you can get 100 free minutes of transcription using that link that I just read out to you. That's sonics.ai forward slash invite forward slash stripped. And thank you all for listening. We'll see you next week. See you next week. Thank you, Kobe. No, thank you, Dave. Goodbye. No, no, I insist. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> You just heard a stripped media production.